Fatherhood. You know, it was eight years ago this past week, uh, my dear friend George and I both became fathers for the first time. It's like this parallel journey the two of us have been on. These two girls, my two boys. A week or so, my dear friend Pete here, he joins the struggle. So George and I, we're, uh, we try and break it down for him. What to expect when you're expecting. It's like the non-Regis Deluxe Dad Edition. So get your spoof, towel the door, lock it behind you to sit just all out, whatever else it is you reefer heads do. Join us, this $5 buzz, mansplaining fatherhood. Pete, first pro tip, get out of the uh, dungry haberdasher here, get yourself to Costco, they got uh, Levi 505s for $29.95. This is $5 buzz, dad edition. Okay, guys, step inside. As always, lock the door behind you. Please make sure that towel's properly positioned. Uh, tonight, we've got a special show. We're going to talk about a very serious topic, but it's going to be a fun topic. Uh, Pete Liska joins us as always tonight. Uh, Los Angeles, California. What part of town are you in tonight, dude? I am, uh, I'm in uh, picturesque Van Nuys, California. Van Nice is always, it never disappoints. I feel like we get a lot of good uh, performance out of that town. Roger yeah. Mayer is not in California tonight. He's from the great state of Florida. What's going on down there, Roger? Florida. I'm, uh, I'm down here in Nokomis. Uh, is, that, is that correct, Connie? I mean, I'm in the neighbor's house, Connie DeLong's uh, house in Nokomis, Florida, who graciously let me use her house while we shoot next door for the last two nights. Uh, making a racket over there and keeping her up and she's been fantastic very sweet and we're making a movie called hell bent on boogie with uh, shiloh fernandez and a young woman named alex ruby ball who has been a wonderful 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 uh to watch her work she is on the young lady who's on the spectrum about a character on the spectrum and a mind like a steel trap and it's like watching you know a real she, she's a genius and this this thing is really starting to come together i'm pretty excited about it enough about me though gentlemen excellent um, you know we look forward to hearing more about that project when uh it's ready to be released uh, to the wider world uh our fourth guest tonight nate garden who comes to us from uh, southern oh. california how are you today i'm good i'm coming from my, my homogenized sterilized uh second safest city in all of california rancho santa margarita <laughs> Good, good, good location for tonight's show. And I see mom, that you're joined by uh, hey, by a couple of people. You got a you got a couple of individuals next to you. And Nate, uh, you are a father, and it's funny that uh, you're surrounded by your offspring because tonight we're going to be talking about fatherhood. Uh, reason being, uh, one of our uh, our our colleagues here, Pete Liska, is going to be a father for the first time. Pete. Take the listeners through how um, how close you are to the moment of truth. Can you take us through it? Well, we are. Uh, we had our thirty eight week uh, sonogram this morning, and uh, knock on wood, it all looked great. And uh, our doctor is fantastic; she's a wonderful person. And uh, yeah, I think we're the the impression we got is that it could really go any day now. So um, we do have a due date uh, in two weeks from this time, but. We are under the impression 
things could go. So we've uh, done all the things you're supposed to do, packed your bags, made up the crib. And uh, except that um, <laughs> we actually had to leave our house for 10 days because <laughs> uh, all of a sudden they had to rip up uh, the kitchen floor because they found some mold there. So we're staying. I mean, that's what brings me to Van Nuys. I'm at our dear friend Kevin and Sarah's house in their spare room. We're camped out up here and hoping to uh, make it through next few days and then get back to the home where we've uh, nested and uh, and get in everything to welcome this uh, this little girl into the world, which we're very excited about. That's going to be... Wait, we've done a couple of shows from that house there. <laughs> yes, we have. Most definitely. Yes, we have. Yeah, it's almost becoming a character in the show. Uh, Pete sounds like uh, the degree of difficulty is ratcheted up for you guys. But um, is do you have, I know a lot of times, remember, uh, you know, it's actually exactly eight years to the day since I became a father. My daughter, Henley, my oldest daughter, just celebrated her eighth birthday yesterday. So I remember that the doctor, they wanted you to have uh, like a to-go kind of uh, pack ready by the door, just in case there was a situation that, uh, an unexpected situation. Uh, yeah. Do you, or is, that, is that still part of the program? Oh yeah, I've got a bag for Vanessa, a bag for myself and a bag and a little bag for the baby, all ready to go with the pillow and stuff. And uh, and I and we installed a, a car seat about two weeks ago. <laughs> That was an adventure. <laughs> yeah, man. They uh, they used to send you down to the uh, fire department to have the professionals show you how it's done. Is that still the case? I, you know, I I had heard that. I did. I heard that after I put it in. I would have absolutely loved to have seen a fireman put that thing in my car. I, maybe I'll just swing by just to make sure I did it right. Yeah, you got to match up those anchors there. But um, now, is it, is it the fire department because they keep a lot of babies? Like, find a lot of babies at the doorstep. I, isn't that weird? Is that is that a, is that a really thing that happened, Roger? Though I mean, it's been portrayed in cinema like that. But there, it, is it? There yes. must be some kind of history of people leaving unwanted children at the fire department, or children not maybe not unwanted, but children they couldn't handle. Yes, it has happened. Absolutely, it's about as the only thing I noticed about firehouses and my grandfather used to attest to this he used to they used to put babies there all the time but dalmatians was not a thing oh <laughs> <laughs> there's the stereotype that's not quite a stereotype but yes i mean it's uh the because it's a place that nobody's going to get in trouble if they find that right then and there you know a police station they can get locked up a hospital there's a lot of eyes there fire station when those guys are asleep they're dead asleep and just yes, it has been. Makes sense. Now, Pete, a question. Now that uh, we're still, and I think Los Angeles, and spe uh, specifically, is still uh, a hot spot for uh, COVID. It, it, is there a different sort of protocol, or is there a different uh, set of uh, criteria nowadays? That uh, can you speak to what it's like? Uh, you know for Vanessa giving birth during this uh, trying time for the, 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 um, the hospitals and the medical facilities. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, an interesting thing. I'm, I mean, obviously this is our first child, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but you know, you do imagine that you could have some family around, but um, we took a class the other night from where our baby will be delivered at Cedar Sinai. So everything goes to plan. And um, 
they're they only allow one person that would be me to go there and uh <clears throat> i have to take a covid test when i go in there uh, i have to be vaccinated um and uh i mean those things that's all fine but if i do test i have to leave and i can't come and be there she has to wear a mask the whole time which i as i understand it um and uh, throughout and the, the whole process of... throughout the whole process that uh, she's, wow. she's gonna yeah. wear a mask because I, I, I guess it's uh, very bad up here in los angeles and uh yeah i haven't even been able to go into i've only been able to go to one sonogram of all of them throughout this whole process i've had to sit outside and uh, i've watched on a uh, a facetime or a zoom that's crazy yeah it's that's the modern world we live in yeah it's a, it's it's kind of strange for sure, you know, especially because you have questions, and you want to be there, and yeah, I mean, it's uh, those are uh, the, like I said, the degree of difficulty is a lot higher. And uh, I just remember my wife; she she was in labor for like twenty four hours, and like she oh, wow. couldn't eat, she couldn't drink any water. And now I'm thinking, you know, with now you, you have to worry about all these other circumstances that you know just only a couple of years ago didn't exist uh well nate well, um have any words of advice for uh our our, our good friend pete here well, what to expect right, uh, you picked the right hospital that's where my boys were delivered but you could walk there pete you could walk to see yeah. <laughs> it is close to my house yes <laughs> that's right around the corner yeah, yeah we, I uh, think we that's had a both thing. our boys at SCU. That's, that's a wonderful hospital Okay, good, man. I mean, I have this I have this romantic uh, vision of handing out cigars and getting all excited <laughs> in the movies, but I don't think it's like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that hospital too. I've been there for heart problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a cool bar right across the street there, Pete. Yeah, you go get, you know after you come out is, after your heart isn't procedure. It called, isn't it called Rogers Room? Yeah, there is a Rogers room right by there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's down the it's down the street. I was I actually lived right around the corner from there. In fact, the one time I cut nearly cut my finger off. Remember, uh, uh, went down there and um, uh, I had to walk home. Afterwards. Yeah, I took you there, I believe, because uh, you cut your finger in uh, doing the dishes in my sink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nate, does that establishment have what it takes to cut the mustard over at uh, Pictures of Dives? Do you think it would have? Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think that, yeah. that, that, that's, a, that's a doctor bar, man. I don't know that uh, uh, that, that that would uh, fit the fit the bill for uh, pictures of dives. No, okay, yeah, uh, so it's, like, it's like Miron's, Pete. It'd be the equivalent of Miron's, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You know, it's one place I never went to in all of my life in Plattsburgh. I never went. I just I, I always saw it, never went in. Looked like you, a cool you, place, never went in. Go see your social studies teacher playing a. Uh, softball and having a beer there after school <laughs> i love how we're doing an episode about children and fatherhood and we've immediately derailed into bars <laughs> well i was gonna say that the first uh one of the first things i did was uh after the baby came after like a, a like i said it was 24 hours of like intense um labor for stephanie my wife and um uh henley my first daughter she had a we had to go into the emergency room and like all these folks came in and took their position and they had to use the forceps which is like i don't know if those are kind of like medieval tools but you know the baby didn't want to come out she just was in there and it was just getting to a point where it was a health concern for the mother and it was really intense for you know a full day watching like the heart rate 
go up and go down and everybody's panicking. And, uh, you know, Pete, my mother-in-law was able to be there and my sister-in-law. So it was, you know, a different, uh, circumstance. And my mother-in-law is a healthcare worker. So, you know, those people, they don't really, uh, they're, they're not fragile at all. You know, they're pretty stoic and like things will be fine, but I could even sense some, uh, you know, panic, not, not quite panic, but some concern. And, you know, when you look at those people and they're concerned, it's kind of like when you're on an airplane and you don't really worry unless you see the stewardess worrying. So I'm like, everything's fine. But, uh, point is I left, uh, the first opportunity I got, I went and got a shot in the beer, just like, uh, <laughs> they talked about in Fargo. Hey, why don't we go for a shot in a beer and maybe a steak? And I brought the steak back. I didn't eat it, but I did get a shot in the beer. Nate, what do you what do you remember about pancakes? <laughs> Nate, what do you remember about your uh, first delivery? Well, I'm uh, like Pete and Vanessa. Like we're, we're out here alone, so um, it, it was just the two of us. My, my mother in law flew in and um, from Michigan, and I remember she took uh, Chris was really close. It was like any any day, and her mother was. Uh, convinced if she you know took her out walking she would induce labor so she took her out for a long long walk throughout santa monica and they went over to st monica's and prayed and came home and um i just my process is to just keep myself busy so I, for some reason i decided we needed a, a ceiling fan over the dinner table so i went to lowe's and installed the ceiling fan just <laughs> most stupid asinine thing to do in a situation like that but i just kept my mind busy installing a, a fan and then we uh it was showtime. We got in the, the car and we headed to Cedars and uh, both Chrissy's deliveries were really easy. Uh, I think we're in labor about four or five hours and then it was home the, the day after that. And, and that's the time, man, when it's just a, the three of you and you come home and George, you can attest to this, man. That's like, there's, I was telling Pete the other day, like there's this kind of like evisceration of self where you just, uh, everything, like you stop being, you and the next day you come home with a child and you're like you're a completely different man something just happens to you and uh it, it can't be defined it's just got to be experienced and um i think uh i think you know what i think you know what i'm talking about is that like taking is that like taking dmt <laughs> yeah just like that exactly <laughs> it's like uh, a, it's a reawakening one of my uh one of my bosses great guy um told me he said he goes man the moment you see that kid for the first time it's you know you believe something you something changed it, it is truly a a transformation of mind or or perception or something along those lines that is uh it's it's uh so you're witnessing a miracle essentially yeah. life, and that's a pretty amazing thing well speaking of miracles uh Tonight, we've decided to open up the lines of communication, and uh, I believe there's a couple of listeners that are checking in to see if they can, A, wish you well, Pete, and maybe give you some sage advice on uh, the journey that lies ahead. So uh, if you're listening right now, the phone lines are open. We're, we will be taking calls, and we will be uh, looking for any type of help that we can get. Um Roger, I know that you are off uh, on assignment. How much longer do you uh, expect to be uh, out in the field? I'm out in Florida until the 25th. We're shooting all in Central Florida in areas like uh, Sarasota, Bradenton, that kind of area. 
everybody flies in and out of Tampa and it's, uh, you know, it, and it rains every day, at least once, <laughs> uh, 25th is when I'm back. You guys know, uh, Roger's birthday is the 20th, which might be around this. This will probably be out right before that. I would think, but, um, there is a chance, uh, Roger's Uh-oh. got a little birthday twin. i'm hoping i keep telling her come on push it push it (laughs) you you guys settle on a name yet peter is that top secret um i think we're close i think we've honed it in i'm pretty excited yeah we've had a little theme going and a little idea thing going and uh it all kind of clicked the other day so i'm very excited to uh to reveal that information when the time is right excellent my, my wife and I, we're both school teachers, as you know, and I'll tell you, there's nothing harder than naming a baby when you're a school teacher, man, because there are so many kids you've had through the years, like, you think of a great name and you have an association, that kid's a little asshole. I can't, I can't, <laughs> it's really difficult, man, when you're naming oh, yeah. kids. It's, uh, I mean, you don't even want to tell people because just the initial reaction, if it's not <laughs> completely explosion of happiness it might it really could influence you you know and and definitely google the name when or yes. do a little search do a search and, and, and see see what's going on with the history of some names some names don't have as nice of a, a history as others george yeah. your kids your kids have you stephanie have nicknames for the kids what's that you have nicknames for the kids you and steph uh we just call henley hen and we call brighton b but it's funny when you guys talk about the names, uh, we didn't want to reveal the first name. And uh, I would kind of give people a hint. I said, it's the last name of a famous singer. And people would just scratch their head and they would come up with all kinds of wild stuff. And then finally I said, all right, I'll give you the first letter. <laughs> I'm like, little letters H. I'm like, it's a very, it probably one of the biggest bands at, of all time, right? And no one could fucking get it at all. Like, I'm talking nobody. And I'm like, oh, maybe these guys just weren't as popular as I'm led on to believe. Because all you hear about is the Eagles are the, the highest grossing band of all time. You know, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, lead, lead singer is a little misleading with the Eagles on that one. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, because there's like <laughs> three people that sing in that band. And the guy's a drummer. Right, he's a drummer. <laughs> but he, he uh, so anyway. Um, Don Henley. There was one woman that was like adamant. She's like, it's Van Halen. I'm Van Halen. I'm like, all right, first of all, it's me, Van Halen. And the singer's name is David Lee Roth. So it's not <laughs> the only one that got it was my dad when we kind of like finally, like, I, I just felt bad. I was like kind of giving hints away. But uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. It was a fun uh, thing to do. And uh, Henley and Brighton, they're both uh, towns in England. So uh, right. when I, every once in a while I'll bump into like someone from the UK and they like get they get all jazzed up about it. Those are great names. Them. Those yeah. are great names, and it also I mean that's interesting. I didn't know they were towns in England or that if that was why or whatever. But you do have an interesting affinity for English culture and uh, English yeah. uh, and the English language. Yeah, that was I, purely like a coincidence. But I always like to say that, and I'm always like, yeah, you know, there's Brighton Beach down in uh, Brooklyn. Is that Little Odessa? Is that is at that part of uh, Brooklyn down to yeah, like a yeah, really yeah. Russian right. area. Yeah, Little Odessa. That's yeah, right. Little Odessa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a cool movie in the during the independent craze in the nineties, you know, with Tim Roth, Little Odessa. Was there uh, Brighton Beach memoirs? Is that uh Woody Neil, Allen film? Neil, Neil Simon. Neil, Neil Simon. Simon. Yeah, and that was with Matthew Broderick, of course. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um so yeah, I mean 
I, I don't. I, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll trust your judgment there. I guess we don't go need to rewatch that one. So, guys, <laughs> while we're waiting for a caller, why don't we cut the break here? We'll pay some bills and then uh, we'll pick this one back up. Hey, we have a quick favor to ask. We want to get the word out, and the way to help is for you to subscribe to us on either Apple or Spotify. And it would be really huge if you give us a rating and a review. Much love. Guys, as fathers, I have a question for you. And Roger, weigh in on this too, because you might have some thoughts. You know, how much when you're in your day-to-day or do you realize, do you does your experience with your own father influence how you parent? And, or it might be a subconscious thing or, or it might be a conscious thing. But I, you know, I, I'm just curious, do you find yourself doing things your dad did or behaving in such ways? Um, I do. I kind of just notice that sometimes the kids, even like my younger daughter, Brighton, kind of does a process that I do. I would, I was a big prepper in terms of like, all right, I got five days of work so I would have like five work outfits prepared. I'd have like everything like lined up because I figured I'd try to be as efficient as possible, wake up, get dressed, go out the door. And my, my father, my grandfather, I guess he would do the same thing. My aunt would say he would lay out his wallet, his watch. Everything was like completely um almost like i guess it would be on a movie set you just come the actor comes in and just steps right into the costume and my dad did that i did that and i noticed my daughter brighton is doing the same thing so it's just kind of interesting the way thing you know they observe things i guess but oh i guess uh more directly i yeah i feel like i hear myself saying things that my father would say it's like you said, it's just like inherent. It's just like um, some of the phrases and just some of the behavior. Uh, I, I do. I think it, for me, yeah, I do notice that. I find it really interesting. If hey, Pete, Pete uh, I, I, I just wanted to let you know that the caller is finally coming through. We have so a caller. We have a caller. We have a caller coming into the program. And it looks like it's coming from Western New York. Um, as soon as the producer, of course, it's, it's coming from Western New York. It's coming from Western New York, and as soon as the producer can get him up, um, <laughs> caller, are you there? Silence. Nothing but radio silence. <laughs> I think there might be a muted line on the uh, out there. In it looks like the call is coming in from Rochester, New York. Oh, jeez, George, really? Is that me? <laughs> yes. Hey, Rick, guys. Is that you? It's Rick Welcome. from Rochester. Yes. It says Rick in Rochester. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I'm here for the uh, dad convo. <laughs> yeah. So, father of boy, like I. Welcome. But... Welcome, Rick Primo. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Good, good. Um, we're, we're talking uh, all things fatherhood, more or less. Uh, in our own way here and uh we know that you're a dad and uh you know wanted to welcome some fresh blood and some uh see if there was any uh, interesting insights you'd have in the way of uh fatherhood especially for us got a son like you, you guys have got girls uh george has his two girls a peach you're gonna have a girl 
Rick, Rick and I have boys. And I was, uh, it occurred to me today, man, I, I know nothing of, 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 of raising daughters and let me know if I'm out of line here. That's as foreign a concept right. to me. Like Egyptian hieroglyphics are like fish. Like I don't get, I, 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 I don't know the first thing about it, but I remember when, when I found out I was going to have boys, I was kind of relieved, you know, just because, I mean, the, just the whole, not just, just like some guy's going to come along and date my daughter and all that whole thing down the road that you think about. But then like a, a friend of mine, Dalton, he's got, he's got twin girls and, and, and an older daughter, Sadie, that uh, Hunter was friends with in, in um, preschool. They're family friends of ours now. That's another thing you'll find out, Pete. You become friends with your with the parents of your kids' friends. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's going to be your your play. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> but, uh, but he pointed out to me. He's like, the, the pressure's off when you when you have daughters because, like, they don't they're not going to look to me as as this role model. And I'm like, oh man, you were totally right. That never occurred to me. And it was never more evident to me than uh, I was like. Hunter was like three years old one day and he's playing with his matchbox cars and he just starts fucking asshole, like replicating my road rage with the, with the, with the matchbox cars. No. <laughs> I was like, Holy shit. I'm like, they're little sponges oh. and they, I got to watch my shit, man. Like it didn't even occur to me just how much they, they, they pick up. And like what you were saying earlier, Pete, about like becoming your father, like for good or ill, like we all become our dad eventually. And it's like, when you have, when you have sons and, you're, you're the lone male male figure and you're like you really got to watch your p's and q's and uh that was a side of the coin i never considered when uh i was told i was having sons i guess you just kind of you don't uh and yeah of course you realize that i mean you we're always mindful but i mean i never uh when i when i was happy to have sons that that point never really occurred to me <laughs> it's interesting I, I you know i for some reason always inherently if i ever did have a child I'd, i always told myself i'd want to have a daughter i it, it, the fact that it happened was pretty amazing but then i started to think about why once it happened i'm why did why is that and i think it might be to that same point i mean you know say what you will women are resilient much more strong than us fragile men i mean in almost in every way so in that regard i kind of feel lucky you know there does seem to but there is responsibility on both ends with a boy or a girl i would say you know yeah boys are fun man are you kidding me yeah all i do is like uh pretty much my son is my son like he takes 100 percent after me it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's good. How old is he now? It is uh, eleven, going out twelve in January, so sixth grade. Wow, is that middle school? I don't or- even know what that is these days, man. Like, it, it was middle school for us. Yeah, I don't even know what that is for these kids. Like uh, intermediate. Uh, sixth about- grade was always uh- intermediate yeah, school. <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird because. In the seventies, growing up in Los Angeles, it went uh, kindergarten through sixth, then middle school was seven, eight, and then high school was nine, 10, 11, 12. That's what it was for me too. Yeah, sixth grade was uh, part of the elementary curriculum back in. Uh, That's right. In that those see, days, that was middle school for me back then. Yeah, but but so, Rick, I mean, like, you see, you have an eleven-year-old. You're saying now, you think about yourself at eleven. Like I, I can remember 
I guess 11 is what? Uh, when you're walking into fifth grade or whatever? Sixth grade. Uh, sixth grade. I can remember yeah. that. But I feel yeah, like absolutely. when you see these kids now, they look just so much younger and yeah. smaller than we did at that age. Like at six, by, by the time I was in sixth grade, I could, I was doing everything. I was riding my bike around town. I'm doing whatever I want yeah. to do. I mean, those days are, those days are over, age. man. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Rick, what's the domain of an 11 year old boy these days versus uh, how it was back uh, then? A whole lot. Listen, uh, I remember in sixth grade, it's when I got the NES, and that was awesome. Right. You know, and, and uh, uh, ice hockey, Nintendo ice hockey. <laughs> and that was uh, the winter. That's what you did. You played ice hockey on the Nintendo, or you just you went outside and played street hockey. You know, fun times. It doesn't happen that way anymore. These kids, it's, it's all about the phone. It's all about Fortnite, and if you get these kids to actually play sports, which my son does, which is great, he plays hockey. I love it, love it. <laughs> um, but that's it, you know. I mean, it's it's whole whole different world, man. It really is. Yeah, I I don't think they're playing outside as much as we might have. But... No, not even close. <laughs> A blade not. Oh, believe me, I have played the steel. I played my son in it too, and I kicked his ass. He didn't like it. Vancouver, man, that was my go-to team for. Nah, I was uh, I was the New York team. I always played the New York, even though I hate the Rangers. <laughs> oh man, um, so uh, Pete is uh, he's Rick. I think he's about maybe two weeks away. He think the 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 baby's coming sooner. Uh, what do you remember from the early days of, uh, you know, from, you know, bringing the baby home or, you know, a lot, a lot of shit, a lot yeah. of shit, uh, <laughs> they shit up the back. They could go have fun with that one, man. Like the one that they cross up the back where you're just like, get in the tub, like <laughs> immediately, immediately in the tub, uh, vomit, a lot of vomit. Uh, ear infections. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All I all the, a lot of advice I get is across the board is go go to go on like Amazon and get a huge pack of just throwaway towels, cloth towels, uh, and have them have them stashed <laughs> everywhere. Just uh, you, you can never have enough like towels just to clean shit up because that's there's gonna be a lot of mess. Now nah, you'll be all right, man. It's <laughs> you'll be all right. Change the first What's that? You change the first diaper. That's, that's a good dad move. When you guys all get right. home, that, that first change, that's all yours. All right. I'm that, all, that's that's good advice. Yeah. Do that one first. And let me tell you, like my kid too, like he had like an issue where like he wouldn't like bend his legs. I'm like, God damn it, bend your legs. I gotta wipe your ass. <laughs> and uh it got to the point where I had to like put a toy in his hand to just like freaking distract him. And they finally legs bent. I'm like, wiping the ass i'm like jesus christ and then 11 years later man it's like i mean that time i know it's a cliche to say but time flies i mean it must feel like a blink it does now it's like get in the goddamn shower and take a bath your hair stinks (laughs) you know like put throw on some deodorant i have a question how long how long is a kid in a in a seat for in a car seat that's one thing i don't know uh you know what nine years 
nine years in the back what? seat. Yeah, nine. And uh, we were we were in the front seat with the, the seatbelt. <laughs> What's Dude, a kid that's seat? Bad. Uh, yeah. uh, kid seat. Um, all I know is he could ride shotgun uh, January tenth, and I'm pretty psyched oh. about that. Wow. He has 50 pounds in California, Pete. Then you can put him in just the, the booster. So it's yeah, right. So it, there, there is some sort of weight limit, I guess, from what I yeah. All right, sorry. But you're basically in nine years of of a child seat jail. Oh, yeah, dude. it's yeah, really it's what it is. Yeah. And he's got to sit on the right side in the back seat because I need rear view. Like, there you are. If he's on the left side behind me in the passenger. You know, no, I don't know. I don't know why, but the child seat thing is the thing that bothers me. I don't know why it was hard to install. I don't like getting it in and out. I've been oh, practicing. dude, it, I don't. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. And I you, couldn't wait to like freaking throw that thing to the curb. Sorry, Dave. And you guys are, uh, you guys are continental, man. You're going home airports with that stuff. You got to bag it up. You got to take it with you everywhere. And I got boys. Rick can attest to boys, man. They, they, those things get so gnarly with the cereal and all the food and stuff from the, from the car. My kids' uh, car seats are pretty. They're pretty randy. My, one uh, time I left. One time I left an empty beer in one. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, um, just uh, a quick aside. Roger, we know that uh, we're coming up against the clock here for you. I know you got to get back on the set. Uh, you have any final words of uh, wisdom for Pete? Just in, in the in the event that uh, while you're filming, uh, the bundle of joy arrives before you're back in town. Well, yeah, and- speaking of which, that guy's got the right idea. Pete, be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, no. Uh, I the question again was 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 kind of. I'm in the middle of making this movie down here in Nokomis, and if this baby comes, which it probably will by the time I get back, I'm doing the 25th. She's doing the 24th, maybe done on the 20th. I would, um, uh, I, I don't have any advice for Pete, not necessarily. That's something he's just going to have to deal with on his own. You know, I'll give this mom as much love and support as I possibly can as Uncle Raj. And, you know, I'll love the baby to death. I'm already showering the kid with all kinds of little stuffed animals. I'm, uh, we've I got can't. we've gotten we've gotten one in fairness you big softy we've gotten one interesting like a uh, stuffed animal from around the globe a month since this thing started her crib is full of roger toys that's already been coming so god bless you and love you for that buddy and roger maybe you'll take the baby up on uh her first trip up to van nice that'd be uh fitting right Take up to Van Nuys, yeah. Hey, you take that in first road trip. Yeah, yeah, to Van Nuys. That sounds lovely. <laughs> with, oh, with Uncle Rod with no car seat. Just uh, <laughs> hey, here, here, kid, open this beer for me, will you? All right, guys, I love you uh, all. I'm gonna jet. I, I'm getting called. I'll, I might be back to do the uh, the closing. Yes. Um, but uh, big hey, Primo, it was nice to meet you. All right. All right, bud. Peace out. Rick, we'll have you stay on. I know that there's another caller who's expressed interest in calling into the program tonight. Uh, He's out there in uh, Colorado, and I'm going to have the producers uh, bring him up in just a minute here. Who Uh, is this from Colorado? (laughs) Primo, good to see you, dude. 
you know what you want to enjoy, man. And you, you got a girl too, so it's gonna be short lived. George will tell you, is uh, the the non ambulatory, the the, the laying on the on, on the on the on the blanket on the floor, man. So like you can't wait for these kids to get up on two wheels, but then it's like it's over once they are. So yeah. way to enjoy that tummy time as long as you can, because once they pull up and they're into everything. <laughs> and I just, I mean, they talk about baby proofing our our place is the last place on earth that is baby proofed i don't even know where to begin man there's so many yeah uh, <laughs> primo as you would say there's a lot of knickknacks and curiosities everywhere <laughs> oh good dear god like yeah you know what i'll tell you what i got lucky i didn't have to deal with too much of that shit but there I is mean, like go ahead sorry no go I was going to say, Pete, how do you think that your dog is going to respond? Is that something that you've given thought to? Nate, did you have a dog when uh, the no, – we, we had the cat. Um, Reggie, yeah. Rich cat, Reggie. <laughs> so they say, they say you've got to um, – you, what you do is you uh, leave the dog with the neighbor for a couple of days, and then you take like a, a blanket or an article of clothing of the kids, and you let the dog hang out with it for a minute, and then you bring them in. But I think she's pretty sweet and she's pretty mellow as it is. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping she's all right with it. Um, she she jumps on uh, Vanessa's belly. She's like she she knows something's going on. It's pretty cool actually. Yeah, she knows that something's different. Yeah, it's pretty, Martin, pretty well. Marley me over there. <laughs> all right. Well, it seems like the caller is uh, just about to join us. Uh, it's a young man. It's, hey. it's a young man that he's been on the program before. It's he's not a first time, but he. He's a long first time, time first, <laughs> first time caller, long time listener. Yes. What's happening? That, that routine. How's it going, Tom Taylor? Out in uh, I don't know Denver, Colorado. Yeah, so we got Rick Primo, who's called in. He's a guest on the panel. Tom is uh, another guest on the panel. Uh, you guys both spent some time in the three one five area code. Yeah, three one five. Primo, I've met you in the basement of. Uh, sci-fi delta how the fuck did that I, how come i don't remember this i mean there was it's okay dude it's mad a long time dogs ago. being drank you know I, I will say you guys share an affinity uh in a deep uh well of knowledge of the uh, grateful dead yeah a, that's a good a, thing <laughs> oh you know what a lot of synapses have been fried along the way yes and uh you know i gotta tell you sometimes nate will bring up some stories or some tidbits of information and i'm like but damn dude i have no recollection of that i have you're not alone top, top taylor i'll tell you it's a uh, nice media likewise officially i yeah. but i have no recollection that's great whatsoever i remember tom taylor <laughs> i remember him well what's up nate how you doing buddy good to see you man you too, you. well um tonight's topic tom as yep. you know is uh Pete, who just uh, stepped away from the microphone briefly, uh, he's entering uh, he's entering a new chapter of his life. He's uh, going to become a dad. We think that uh, the baby's uh, could be coming any day now, really, but uh, the official due date is about two weeks out. Um, you've seen a couple of folks along the way become parents for the first time, haven't you? I have. I have seen most of my friends. <laughs> the exception of myself uh have kids yeah the, the miracle of life yeah the miracle of life and uh 
you know, it seems like, uh, I think Nate, we were talking about this, uh, the other day or you and Pete were saying, Hey, you know, Pete's like, I'm an older gentleman to be having a kid. And you said that you became a dad uh, for the second time was at age 41. Yeah. 41, 42. Yeah. And you said that you're hanging out with some great, you're saying that there's some grandfathers at some of the birthday parties that you're having. Yeah. Well, living up in LA, like I was telling Pete, man, it's like Neverland and it's like people go out there and kind of put off, you know, family for career. And most of the people that I was friends with up in LA were all having kids around the same time as me or Pete's age. Now, when you move down to orange County, it's a completely different, uh, different demographic and yeah i'll go to i'll go to birthday parties and there's grandparents that are like you know in their early 50s just you know four or five years removed from myself <laughs> but the funny thing is back when we were when we were of when we were coming up i think that was probably the more norm i don't think it was outrageous to have your grandparents be in their 50s right i mean 50 seemed old when you were 11 rick being 50 seemed like an ancient uh <laughs> you know riddles of the yeah. past archaeology well, yeah yeah and think about this we're six years away from being 50 about yeah that. Uh, it's insane Try snack on that for lunch Four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. damn so, it we're almost like 50 yeah we're grandparents <laughs> we're grandparents hey age. tom a couple of gra- a couple of grays in the temple here uh you have any questions for uh pete who's uh gonna be uh Changing diapers for the first time. Well, uh, <laughs> Tom, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Pete? I'm great. Um, you know, I was thinking about Pete as a dad, and I was thinking of Pete as a dad of a newborn, and I was thinking of Pete as like a dad of a ten-year-old kid, and like a teenager. And I'm like, Pete's gonna be the coolest dad. This <laughs> is right. gonna be so cool. <laughs> Like nuggets of knowledge, little kind of quips. Um, and it was like making me think of like different times in my life with, with my dad and like stuff that he would tell me and like the way that he would communicate with me. Um, and I think he would, my dad would want to, when he wanted to get a message across, he would, he would whisper it to me. So I'd like really have to pay attention to what he was saying. And um, I used to think it was the most annoying thing ever because he'd be like, use your head. Listen to the voice in your head. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Like freak out and run away. But um, yeah, I think uh, I was just, there's certain things that my the memories of my dad and, you know, I can't wait to see him again, but like, uh, and kind of hash these funny memories out but um it just made me think of like pete when you were growing up did you have like funny things like that that you know experience with your dad where he like grabbed you by the shoulder and whispered yeah dude there you, you know what's weird is um i always think I, we, I, we touched on this for a second before but there was no worse punishment when i was a kid than d- disappointment my dad never ever he, he saved that one for like most extreme situations but when he shut off and didn't engage that's when i was crushed i mean like i could i was always a little operator trying to get away with shit just a mischievous person but those few times that i i crossed the line to the point where he was like not talking to me 
That's tough. That was the hardest the disappointment. Stuff. The disappointment, I think, yeah. is that was the that was the very very hardest stuff. And just a thing to you know touch on what you're what you're bringing up and what I think is interesting about all of us and and maybe our a generation or generation X because you know our our parents are baby boomers and you know my dad also said stupid shit like if if they if they said i had add at school my dad said we were too poor to have add or if he, or if i said i was depressed my dad's like we're too poor to be depressed we don't have time to be depressed you know and that was a mentality whereas i think now we're all a little bit more we all live through the 90s we all understand artistic expression we understand feelings a little bit not to the point not to the extreme that it might be at now where everybody gets a trophy but at the same time we're not just we're not i don't think we're we're discounting certain things and certain and certain and and feelings and, and growth like that and i think that you know that's a good thing and the maturity that i mean nate some of the things that you say to me through our friendship over the years are very poignant and deep and that's from someone that's there paying attention and and observing and that comes from all of you guys so i think that that's what makes this a worthy kind of conversation because we're now talking about people that are well into generation x you know, we're in our forties and it's a lot different, I think, than, or it's hard to compare to what our parents, because our parents had a different, different outlook, if I may say. I think you're absolutely right. And to the point of, that was kind of touched on earlier of, it wasn't, it was not normal to wait this long to have kids. Uh, it was more normal to have kids right away, kind of a younger, like post-college couple years, settle down, have some kids. I was talking to one of my friends just last week about our grandparents and that generation. It was like, you, you got married, you stayed married, you had kids and you just committed. Whether you liked that person, you grew away from that person, grew with that person, this, you just got married, you had kids and that was it. And I was like, man, things were simpler back then because there was no out. There was no option out. But then my friend said, but people were probably miserable and just living in misery. Yeah, of course. And they were just, there was no escape. So anyways, Pete, psyched for you to be a dad. Well, I think, I think (laughs) we can all be, I think, but I thought things have changed. I appreciate the stigma of of divorce and and, and multi and different families and all that is gone. That is one thing that we should be happy about because people, you can't be, I don't think you can be a parent in your best way possible. If you're in a loveless or, or not compatible situation with a partner. Right. I mean, it, some people can make it work. Some people can't. Being truthful about where you are and, and who you love and what you do is going to benefit your, your kid more than hiding things and sweeping things under the rug as past generations have tended to do because of society and, and such. Yeah. And I think the point I'm making too is that when you're ready and to bring a life, it's, it's a more serious thoughtful process that you're more committed to and you know extremely ready to, to handle and take on in a way that you might not have been at 26 or me for example at 26. Rick I got a question for you um yeah so you're 11, 11 your 11 year old son now yes musical taste is is starting to develop and I know you're very strict uh, about your own musical the, taste. yes yeah do, great, or, do you think, great does it question. make you nervous the direction that this kid might be going in or are you confident it might be in okay direction. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, today we had a fire outside, like prior to this, and 
we were jamming some random tunes that I have on like uh, my Spotify mix, like like five hundred tunes, whatever. And there was a lot of like, uh, just not Grateful Dead, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Doors. So picture where that's going. Uh, but he kind of dug like the Chemical Brothers, and. Ah, there's a Herbie Hancock tune that uh, popped in there too. Well, whatever. Like he was uh, in a, like a random U2 song, but um, he actually enjoyed it. I'm like, what do you think of the mix? It's pretty good right now. And he's like, yeah, I'm freaking loving it. I'm like, good, good, good. You know, he's sort of like post Malone. Hey, some people say Post Malone's a very talented young man. I don't know anything about the guy. I can't even relate, man. He's from upstate New York. Is he he a Syracuse guy? Baldinsville. Oh, he's at Syracuse, all right. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I got my kid a little bit on the Grateful Dead. You know, we jam jam it when we're driving on road trips. I'm like, check out this drums in space. You know, and like, he he digs it. You know, I'm like, so, yeah. Nice, dude. Music fan, Pete, I can tell you, man. It's like, Talk to me. Um, Just uh, my kid listens to, like, Kids Bop or whatever they're playing at the after school. You know, <laughs> kids Bop. Situation. <laughs> and the, the fact that he's tapping his toe and, and, and he enjoys music, we can fine-tune it later. But I just like the fact that That's great. And it's Hell also yeah. like, like, he likes the Angels, man. It's like, you like baseball, man. You don't, that's your home team. I get it, man. It's like. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna root for the Yankees. <laughs> in the we're a Yankee family here. All your friends are angels. I can't expect you to you know. It's, I just the fact that you like something and it you know it blows your hair back. That's like I said. That's a good thing. Later, you know? That really is the point, isn't it? I mean, yeah, v- Vanessa tells me that uh, the baby kicks uh, when I'm talking, or when uh, and this is no shit when we play. Uh, too much blood, too much or blood. or she's a she's like a rainbow by the Rolling Stones. Mm. Both of those Stone songs, gray one, gets uh, the kid kicking. And I mean, I couldn't be more happy. I'm like, that is unbelievable. It could be bullshit, but it, it makes me very happy. Just I'm sure there's some merit to that, Pete. <laughs> nice guys. Well, this is this is awesome. Pete, yeah, you're gonna I, be good at this, and I'm gonna tell you why, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna repeat this for everyone. I told you this when you first told me you were having the baby, but I'm gonna repeat it for all, all the listeners and our friends here. You're the one friend of mine, buddy. Like you and I have woken up the roosters many a time, and uh, <laughs> you know those, those petty conversations and talking about our hopes and dreams. You're the one guy, dude, that as far back as I can remember talked about wanting to be a dad. Most of us had sprung on us, and we go like you. We're all about it like 15, 20 years ago, man. You, you would talk about that. Like, I want to have kids one day. And that's so rare, man. And like, <laughs> you have that in place already. So you're uh, you're good to go, man. So that's awesome. That's, a, that's that. a really lovely sentiment, man. I really appreciate that because uh, I, I, I feel an excitement I haven't felt in a long time. I honestly do. I really, really honestly do. So, hey, Pete, not to interrupt, yeah. but do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. We got a little girl coming. Uh, so cool. yeah, good, good, good luck with that. That's the best I can tell you. Thank you, man. That's I'm the best excited, I got. Man. That's the best I got. Rick missed, Rick missed my road rage story. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Pete, I was just going to say that uh, 
what I always told people, I mean, it's, you know, you're kind of in the final innings here, but I would always say, uh, do whatever you want to do for yourself now, whether that be uh, an extended amount of time on the toilet, whether that's reading a book, whether that's just laying on the couch. Like I would get all that stuff in because like, I, I, I'm trying to remember a time where I just like goofed off on a full Saturday and watched like an entire day of college football and drank and just didn't just did whatever I wanted to quite frankly. So uh, yeah, those days end pretty quick, man. Yeah, those days are over, but you know, uh the 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 new life is uh coming. I think you're well prepared, you're well equipped and uh you know, there's no days off. It's just like you it's always on. It's always get, it's always showtime, right? But uh it, it's just it's just amazing though what you're saying though. If I can just jump in and say I'm doing more now and taking on more and it feels fun yeah. where in the past fucking off and and you know wasting a day or two didn't matter to me i'm getting a, i'm getting a high out of you know exploring other things and so that's that's coming along with it and yeah. i know i'm going to be busy and everyone says you're going to be so busy but is that because that you're kind of lucid and and able yeah. to take on more i mean yeah but know, it's not it's not like i mean you you will your time will be occupied but think like i don't know nate the, the first like year when the baby like i don't know i thought when you have a baby it's not as hard as when kids are moving around or oh, they're doing other they're they want to be entertained like relentlessly or you know the beginning is, is you know putting the kid to, to into a nap or you know uh, and it, what, it, it it happens naturally. It's yeah. like an organic thing. Yeah, it just goes. You go with the flow, man. You know yeah. what to like, do. Dude. It, You're gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to over. Don't overthink it. And it they, really, they, it really is a swim downstream situation, isn't it? Just yeah. kind of go. <laughs> as long as the kid yeah, is healthy, roll with that's it. all that matters, like, man. As long as everyone's partner there in Vanessa man like she's gonna be yeah. all about sleep training and all that stuff dude like, oh yeah you, you oh, just yeah. gotta go along man and my final <laughs> yeah. my final uh I would tell everyone I'm like dude just whenever you leave the house just buy wipes just you can't have too many of them. you don't want to be stuck with no wipes man just I would have like a fucking arsenal of the shit but just have them dude have wet, them. wet wipes you're talking yeah wet wipes you know whatever those you know like the clean to clean up because they just come in handy for everything, you know, just like wiping everything up and making sure everything's clean. And, uh, you know, you probably have a visual of like a Japanese flag, but uh, they're very handy. Tom, we appreciate your time. Uh, what any uh, final words of wisdom as Pete uh, deploys on a journey? Thanks for having me. Number one. Great to see you guys. Primo. Great to it, see you after 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Well, what the fuck, man? I, I don't even remember meeting you the first time. I'm sure, but I have. To I you. love the fact that you love the dead, man. Like that's huge. <laughs> that's huge in my world. Awesome. <laughs> Likewise. No, Pete. I think um, you know. I tell people all the time. Like, I hope I only have girls, baby girls. I think they're the best, and they bring out a different side of your character and your personality. So I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you, and uh, you're gonna kill it. You're gonna. I mean, you're gonna do great. I should say. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, this you know what, guys? Um, fantastic. I'm just going to hit this citrus spray really quickly. 
I don't want to alert DRA, but we appreciate everybody coming out tonight. <laughs> and uh, before you know it, we'll have another FDB session going. Uh, we won't let uh, Robert Reed pass in the door, but uh, you guys are welcome anytime. Well, but he's going to drink all my snapples, man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I'm going to run and grab some uh, combos from the machine down yeah. down. <laughs> Down the hall. Just make sure uh, you you shut that door behind you, and we'll have the fan going, guys. Thanks drop so much. Beer, drop a beer ball in front of the RA's door. <laughs> uh, George, before you shut it off, it bears mentioning. You know, this was uh, this is Nate's idea, and I thought it was fantastic. And uh, you Thank know, Nate, you, Nate. it was uh, it was it was actually pretty uh, pretty cool to uh, hear your guys talk about your experience, especially given my situation as it is right now. Uh, you know, it, it gives me really, really, really left with a positive vibe. And and Rick, thanks for joining, dude. As a, as a dad, I, I really appreciate that as well. And Tom, dude, great to see you too, my man. Um, you know, George, this was this was awesome. Nate, great idea. And uh, you know, thanks a lot, guys, because uh, you know, it uh, it it does help cope with whatever nerves might be uh might you be got this, man. I do, yeah. You'll get Thank through you. it, man. We'll you got it, it man. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. I got two of them. Nothing to it, Peter. Nothing to it. <laughs> Dude, you're – yeah, I, I tell you what, Nate, if I'm half the dad you are, I'll be a very, very happy man. It, honestly, I mean that. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of $5 Buzz and thanking everybody, talking about uh, babies and fatherhood and all such whatnot. Uh, remember to please uh, hit that uh, like button, subscribe on your YouTube of $5 Buzz or Spotify and, and Apple iTunes um also if you have any comments questions uh topics uh future guests please email us at five dollar buzz and that's f-i-v-e-d-o-l-l-a-r-b-u-z-z at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as we can once we're done burping this baby (laughs) 